Hey guys, Alana here, and I'm excited to bring you a new little series I'm working on called Alana's Quick Bites. Every week I answer questions live from my exclusive diabetes weight loss group. And because the past ones are too good to hold back, I thought I would share them now with the rest of you. So here's another bite-sized insight. Hope to answer your question next. The link can be found in the notes. Enjoy. Now that this is at the end, it's not the end, it's just the beginning. You heard it here first. It's not the end. Sure, our four-week accountability group like has a quote-unquote end date and a way out date. But like again, we're gonna roll right into the next one. And this is just four weeks. If you zoom out like into the stars, into into the scheme of your life, four weeks is nothing in comparison to even what this year is, um, let alone this decade. Um, and this lifetime that we have. So we're just getting started. But yes, I, I understand that that's how you feel. So now that this is the end, can you talk more about maintaining? Well, if you feel like this four weeks got you into maintenance mode, bravo to you. I've hit my weight loss goal twice in the past four years. God bless you. But I always fall back into old ways and end up gaining weight plus more. Help. Tips and tricks for maintaining a lifestyle. First things first, Accountability is key. Most people, I think most everything, is never maintaining. I actually once met this really brilliant physicist at my friend Abby's wedding. Like it's a family member of hers. And he's like a brilliant physicist. And I don't, I mean, I skipped physics. I was only like a physics away from getting, from taking my MCATs. And I'm like, I don't want to go to medical school. And I definitely don't want to take physics. So I really don't understand physics. But what he was explaining to me just like very quickly at a wedding is everything is always in motion. And I never forgot it. He said, everything is always in motion. And everything kind of works in this like circular function where it's either like circling like right or circling left, right? Like righty, tidy, lefty, loosey situation. It's usually not ever just staying still. We're always constantly in motion. Like, and if, you know, you ever look at the clouds, you sit still and you look at the clouds, they're constantly moving. They're not sitting still, right? It's a kind of like a weird thing to explain to my kids. They're like, are we moving or are the clouds moving, right? We're all moving. We're all always moving. We're always like circling the sun and rotating the earth and all the things. So we're always in motion. So if you have a struggle maintaining you're going after a goal that doesn't exist. Does that make sense? Like, I think you kind of have to like change the idea of what maintenance looks like. Maintenance does not look like you are going to be 150.0 every day on the scale if 150 pounds is your goal, right? Like it, it's never going to be the exact same. Maintenance is a fluctuating, you know, point of from one weight possibly to the other. So for me, I like to keep a five pound maintenance range. Okay. Now you got to be really tight with the five pound maintenance range, right? Because it's very easy to be comfortable at the high end of the range. And it's very easy for that range over time to go to trickle up a little bit, a little bit, a little bit. So let's say your goal weight, I'm just going to use that same example as 150 pounds. Okay. So you really want to go till 148.7 or at least have the mindset of wanting to go to 148.7 or, or seeing that 148.9 or 149.3 thing at least once or twice because you know that you'll be able to bounce to 153 but if you stick to 150 it's very easy for that range to now be like 150 to 155 and 155 can very easily be 157 on a monday 
And then it's very easy to be like, okay, like 157 is not so bad. So now you're kind of like in this 157, 153 range. And that can be really easy to maintain for, you know, I mean, not easy, by the way, maintenance takes focus and everything, but it'd be easy for like that to maintain for a couple of months. And then all of a sudden it's 159. And now all of a sudden you're kind of comfortable more with like this, like 156 to 159 range. And then it could easily start coming up to 162. And then over time, it's kind of hasn't been maintaining at all. Right. So maintaining takes effort. It takes focus. Like I, I stay focused. I stay with effort to stay within that five pound range is not like extremely easy. It takes routine and we always get knocked out of our routine. We always have the car broken down, not able to make the workout, you know, travel, family parties, events, stress, like you're always going to have the break of routine. So it's very important that 85% of your life has some sort of established routine on what a weight loss day can look like to leave room for this 15% of unexpected incidences that throw us off our game. So that when you have the unexpected instances that throw you off your game, you're not bombazzled by them. I don't even know what word to use, like, you know, stormed by them or, or totally shaken up from them. You're, you're able to be like, you know what, but 85%, I know what my routine looks like. You know what? And you might forget, right? At 158, you might forget. So that's why tracking every day, what you've been doing through weight loss mode and keeping your to be mindset trackers. I highly recommend using pen to paper, the to be mindset trackers. I have a stack of them. I have like six that I've gone through at this point. And I am the first, whenever I finish one, I always write on the first page, the date and the weight that I ranged, what the first date of this tracker was and what the last one is. So I can like see all my trackers be like, oh yeah, yeah, that's the range I wanted to maintain, or that's the pregnancy that I wanted to reflect back to or whatever it works. Right. So that you can now take your own Bible. You're now not like, you know, crazy and manic and listening to a friend when you're at 162 and you want to get down to 150, you're not like following the next bad diet. You're not trying to sign up for this, like this unsustainable and overly priced and malnourished juice cleanse. You're like, okay, I know what I got to do. Oh yeah. I was getting those salad kits from Trader Joe's. Oh yeah. Like those rotisserie chickens from Costco. Like that was working for me. I got that. Oh my gosh. I was drinking so much more water than I remember. Right. Like you got your own insights that you wrote and you created your own Bible. And that's why if you're trying to lose weight and you're not writing down what you're doing, you think that like, oh, you're kind of doing to be mindset. You're drinking the water, you're eating the veggies, but you're kind of tracking points and you're kind of counting calories and you're kind of tracking macros. And you're kind of doing paleo and you're kind of like also working out. Take a deep breath. I don't care what it is you're doing, have some sort of record of it because you are going to be so thankful that you did in that tight range of 150. I'm going to keep using that example of 150 to 155 so that when it's possible, you do trick up to something like 161, you will get right back into knowing what works and you won't feel as defeated. And I highly, highly recommend. You never let it get that far by always realizing that weight loss mode tends to have to be something that you're constantly thinking about, because if you're not thinking about it 85% of the time, then that 15% is just going to keep growing and growing and growing and growing. And if that 15% of unexpected circumstances and treating and travels and wine and indulgences isn't staying at 15%, 
through this maintenance range of five pounds, it's very easy for that to become 20%, which is very easy for that to trickle into 23%. And it, very easy. And it's like shocking to me. I can work with a client and I'm with her when she's in like total weight loss mode and everything. And she's totally veggies most. Then I speak to her, you know, maybe a year or two later, and maybe she is up like seven, eight pounds, which, you know, in the scheme of life, gaining, you know, seven, eight pounds in the last two years is probably way better than the general population and public, especially through the mayhem that's taken place in these 2020s. But, you know, and still like, I'm shocked. Like I look at her, I'm like, you love vegetables. Like, where did they go? She's like, I know you're, you're right. I'm like, you used to air fry a whole eggplant and eat it as a snack. Like what's happening? Like you don't eat your kids, random Doritos. Like that's just not, that's not necessarily who you are. And when you, she goes, yeah, but I need to have, know that I'm having treats in order to be able to feel like this is a lifestyle and sustainable. And I'll be like, Melissa, for instance, I don't know. Her name is not Melissa, who I have in mind particularly, but I'll be like, Melissa, of course you were having treats when you were in weight loss mode. Of course you were, you know, you had date nights and you had, um, you know, things that you were having, but they weren't Doritos on the counter. You know what I mean? There was like, yeah, like, remember, like you went on that amazing date and you got like those truffle fries and they were so wonderful. And like, you just kind of like made it work and you were excited about it because you got the, you didn't even get like the beef burger with it, the cheeseburger with it. Like you kind of got the truffle fries and the salmon and the broccolini at that restaurant. And you only had a glass of wine. Like, like that, that was special. That was indulgent. That was wonderful. That was thoughtful. You weren't just eating like random snacks all over the house, right? Like that, that's not a treat. That's like mindless, right? You come into that kind of state. So we always need to be in the state of mindfulness. We don't have to call it weight loss mode. We have to call it like important mindfulness and awareness of how we want to treat our bodies in the long term. Okay. And I really recommend you always stay part of this community because like that is how I love to live. And I think it's, and, and I want you to be part of this energy, whether it's the diet back groups and the communities following me on social media, because I, you know, I just did a podcast and, and maybe I'm deviating into the question, but I think that this is really interesting. I just did a podcast with this woman, Ariel Laurie, and um, her podcast is called the blonde files. It's not out. I don't know when it's going to be out, but she goes, you know, how do you deal Alana, with the fact that like everyone is always on to the next sexy thing, right? Everyone wants to do the next sexy thing, the next sexy cleanse, the next sexy diet, the next sexy trend, the next sexy fitness workout and everything. And I was like, ah, oh, I took such a deep breath. And I'm like, the problem in all of that question is when did just taking good care of you become unsexy? Like, like, why do veggies have to be like, why does drinking water and eating vegetables have to be like, so perceived as like unsexy by like horrible diets in the past? Like you can eat your broccoli bland. And so like, and so that people feel like they have to do like the sexy, like thing, like we have to glorify the sexiness of just taking care of yourself on a daily basis. Um, and how wonderful that is and how like it, 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 living a healthy lifestyle is sexy and it's fun and, and taking care of your body is the cool thing to do. So you don't feel like you have to fight extremism on the other side of your friends being like, you're not going to have the cocktails. What's wrong with you? Like, Oh, are you just like, not going to eat with us or or like, Oh, you brought a salad to this, like, um, you know, charcuterie party or whatever it is. Like, 
Yes. Yes. Celebrate your health and make sure that you're always engaged in a community that is celebrating health, whether that's with me or like a group of friends or whatever it is, please hang out with us and bring that energy. Because if you stay in that mindset of like, it's sexy and it's cool to thrive and to have a good routine and to eat veggies and to work out and drink water and to gum it to nature and to maybe experiment with meditating or, or doing all the, or improving your sleep and, and just always have this mindset of constantly always trying to improve yourself just by 1% or half of 1% every day or every year, you won't, lose sight of that 150 to 162. Like you won't, you won't deviate that far. I really feel like if you can surround yourself with that positive framework and community and you continue to do the diabetes and you continue to come on these calls and you continue to maybe network with the people within these groups, I, I think it's so much easier to stay in that five pound range. Um, so you don't keep falling back. So that's kind of like my circle around answer to this is like, you know, be weary of, of when you hit your goal weight then what you're immersing yourself into, all right? Because if you stay connected, even if you don't have weight to lose, like you could still stay within our diet pet groups because $35 just to hang out with us is, is still fun um, to be part of this group, uh, whether or not you have to lose three pounds to get to the bottom of your goal or 15 pounds, right? Because it's, it's a mindset, it's a community and it keeps you engaged and noticing how worthwhile you are, which is so worthwhile, okay. I love you all. Um, okay. Sorry if that was a, a deviation. I'm going to clap because it helps my editor.